Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's Grow Guides from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersisGrowRoom.com. This week is episode 10 of the Grow Guide series, and we're talking specifically about harvesting, like how to tell when the plant is ready for harvest, uh, what to do to prepare for harvest, just general things like that to try and make the whole process of harvesting your cannabis plant a lot easier. Next week, we're going to be covering drying and curing, and that will be the whole grow process complete then you should be able to listen to all of the episodes in the series and be able to know how to grow cannabis from seed to harvest and even how to make some hash and use your trim to make some edibles or something like that wherever you like but pretty much this is the whole series nearly complete now just a couple of episodes left if you know anybody who wants to learn how to grow their own cannabis at home then this is a good series for you to share with them so they can learn everything they need to know to grow their own cannabis at home. And if you or they need any extra help or have any questions about anything during the whole process of growing, then just head over to PersiesGrowRoom.com, sign up, become a member, start a thread, ask any question you like, and we'll be able to help out with any answers you need over there. So anyway, for now, this is the Grow Guide section all about harvesting. I hope you enjoy, and I'll speak to you at the end of the episode. See you in a bit. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's Grow Guides. This week, we're going to be talking about harvesting, and that is going to range from a few different things because harvesting is a pretty big subject. We're going to talk about flushing, just a brief explanation of what flushing is, whether you should do it or whether it's necessary or not. We'll talk about uh, how to tell when the plant is ready for harvest. And we've got them myths that people talk about sometimes, you know, 24 hours dark before you harvest the plant and it will make it better and things like that. We'll talk about some of those briefly. Uh, how to prepare prepare the space before you start drying because you want to make sure that everything's ready and everything's all prepared for the harvest. So it just makes the whole process easier. And, you know, the best way to do it. And then dry trimming versus wet trimming. I think we can cover all that over this, this harvesting section of the Grow Guides, which is episode 10 of Grow Guides now. So where do we begin with harvesting? First off, I suppose you want to know if, if the plant's ready. You know, you, the, the signs the plant is going to show after the flowering period is coming to an end. What's it going to look like? What's it going to smell like? How can you tell? Or how would you tell that your plant is approaching harvest time? Marge, how would you tell? Well, I'm looking at my microgrow right now, and uh, they're looking like they're ready to go. I remember Swami saying, you just ask the plant. So I've been talking to it, <laughs> but I've, I've been looking at the trichomes as well with my little scope and they look nice and cloudy and they just, everything looks kind of like it's ready to go. I'm not, I'm not sure if I have anything more scientific than that. Like they're just nice and frosty and they smell good. And mm -hmm. take me Marge. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. That's what are you saying, GB? Like, so. What's your technique? It's kind of pretty much the same i keep i like to keep an eye on the on the hairs on the pistols you know and they tend to when they when it's kind of ripe for harvest they've, they've all kind of shriveled and bent over a bit and i like to keep an eye on the the trichomes that's mm -hmm. how i do yeah. i don't really talk to them i have little chats and tell them how nice they smell and how i'm looking forward to smoking them but 
that's that's kind of pretty much it. <laughs> they're like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't smoke do me, me please. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a good girl. <laughs> What's your technique, TG? What are you saying? Um, you know, yeah, the, the whole Swami thing, just talk to them, kind of that. And Marge's whole, like, just, you know, you look at them a bunch and you, you decide they're ready. I've grown in the same shit enough to know. So, but objectively, what I look for is senescence in the plant. Um, when the plant's leaves start dying, you know, and it's basically reached peak maturity or just a bit over, um, you'll start getting, uh, you know, the yellows coming out, the nitrogen depletion in your leaves, the leaves will start falling off and dying. You don't want to go that far. But as soon as that kind of starts happening, um, yeah, I don't tend to look too much at the trichomes just because, I, I don't know, that's a bit of a, a hazy thing. Because, yeah, I mean, once you do start getting cloudiness in your trichomes, that generally means cannabinoid and resin production has ceased, um, whether it's amber cloudy or 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 translucent kind of clear cloudy cloudy is generally when you want to cut them um but the amber yeah i, I just basically you know you just Fantasia, look at it right like, yeah, yeah. kind of i don't know it's it's hard to describe in words you mm -hmm. know but yeah what do you say monkey uh well first of all i'll uh, set a calendar reminder for when the, the breeder tells me it's supposed to be ready and that's when i'm going to start looking for it maybe to be ready Mm -hmm. <clears throat> good indication right there but then i mean i usually find that the uh, definitely the smell starts increasing as you, you get closer to harvest uh like tg said uh, the senescence is definitely part of what i do as well I'm, I'm watching the plants uh die off and eat themselves and a lot of times uh i'm not even as worried about the trichomes too much if the plant if i'm starting to see a lot of senescence and those sugar leaves are dying off toward the buds it's got to go whether you're ready or not, because I'm afraid I'm going to get bud rot, one of those things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just basically, the, the, the appearance of the buds will be, the stigmas are, are, are dry now. There's maybe a few uh, white, fresh ones left, uh, depending upon your light and your, your fertility. But most of that's gone. The buds have swollen, plants turning colors. And if you look at the buds, usually somewhere in the buds, you'll start seeing some subtle color yellows or reds or something purples will come out in the buds and that's all telling me right there you know, don't even worry about the loop just just chop it she's ready yeah i mean there's a couple of things that some people might not know what we're talking about when we say trichomes and if you look closely at the buds you get a, a little microscope i call it a trichoscope you can get something that can clip onto the back of your phone camera and it should be around 100 times magnification Right. So you can see a hundred times closer. But if you again, if you link it up to the camera on your phone, you can see this on the screen of your phone and you look real close at the buds and then, you know, that the frost, the stickiness on the actual buds of the plant, that's what the trichomes are. And you want to get a close look at them and they'll look like mushrooms. They'll have a stalk with a ball on top it can sometimes look like a nuclear bomb, kind of this kind of look, a stalk with a big ball on the top of it. Not too big. But you, you'll know when you see it and that that ball will initially as it grows it will be clear see-through and as the plant progresses and gets closer to the end of its life it will be amber and there's that crossover stage in the middle where it's uh, milky so it's uh it's opaque frosty and when it gets to that stage that's when the trichomes are at their most mature 
or when they're at their their peak level. That's right, isn't it, TG? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. I mean, that that's what I've read, roughly mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, all plants will be different. Um, some plants, uh, like Chilbert was mentioning in chat, you know, the, the tops of the plants often ripen before the bottoms. Not mm-hmm. always, but sometimes, uh, often. So, yeah, checking your glands is is a good way to see if, you know, because the whole point of growing is cannabinoid production, and you want to you, you wanna cut it right at the peak. But again, like I said, it's it's a very kind of obscure like point where you say that this is the best because a it's subjective depending on kind of what you're looking for in the effect and b uh, like i just mentioned if you cut depending on if you cut the whole plant or half the plant you know you're going to get different stages of maturation too so yeah Eh, and then after a while after the milky stage you got the the amber stage and that's when the the trichomes are degrading uh, and that when it, it's turned into another compound, another cannabinoid called CBN. And right. you don't really want it to get that far. They say that the, the more amber it has, the more of a couch lock effect it's going to have. And the more into the milky side, it's going to be more of a, a euphoric high. But that, that differs, differs on strain and things like that. You, you can't really use that to determine what the high of a plant's going to be like generally most growers would aim for around 10 percent of the trichomes to be amber and 90 percent will be milky and you push it into that amber section just because it will make sure that you have less see-through ones you don't want the transparent ones because that's when they're immature they haven't ripened properly and immature thc like that can give you a paranoia and anxiety one it won't express the high as well as it's supposed to so you want to make sure that you got at least 10 percent amber because that would just uh, make sure that you've got a better percentage of uh, opaque trichomes, the frosty ones. And it, you can see this even without a microscope, you know, when you look at the buds and it's just like looks frosty all of a sudden. Yes. And that's uh, when all the, the trichomes have pretty much turned milky and it's getting ready for that harvest. You know, the, yeah. the smell, like everybody said, the pungency will change. You'll notice it's a, it's a lot thicker. It pushes yeah. out a lot more smells. I like that. I call the trichomes the way they look at that phase. It kind of look dusty or almost a mm-hmm. slight off, off-white kind of grayish tint. And mm. That's when you're starting to see a lot of cannabinoids yeah. happening in that. But that's what you look for. At what point would you, I mean, some, some guys might flush their plants, they, you know, flush the medium of the plants before they harvest. I mean, Marge and TG, are, you're in the, the living soil, aren't it? So you guys wouldn't flush no, you don't really have to. Mm-hmm. When I was doing hydro, I did, but I don't with these ones. I wouldn't yeah. question it, or I would, how, all right, sorry, I would challenge anybody, how do I flush my super soil? Mm-hmm. How? Well, I can't. see, we got, we've got to pull the plant up, and then you get a hose, and you got to wash <laughs> yeah. all the dirt off the, off the plant. You got to take, pick all the yeah. bone meal fragments out with a microscope, <laughs> like, mm. fuck. It's just, you can't do it, so that's no, the point of super soil. But, what what the, the key with mine is there's there is still quite a bit left in the soil when the plant's done but not it's 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 a very low levels and uh in terms of what was in there before i guess and uh i've never ever had problems with any like you know black burning ash or bad tasting weed or any of this kind of stuff so i don't know flushing is silly to me <laughs> but it's, it's mainly for when people grow in salt-based nutrients 
And even yeah. then, it's up yeah, to debate sure. whether it's even necessary or not. It's a, it's a difficult one. I'd say if you're overfeeding a the plant, then it's a good idea just to flush for a week at the end. You know, just make sure that you know, you've done a bit of a flush. But really, yeah. from what the evidence shows, apparently it's just it doesn't really matter, does it? I've taken plants down flushed when they've been flushed for two weeks. I've taken plants down when they haven't been flushed at all. And I haven't mm. noticed a difference in the in the end yeah. result. It's, it's the same thing. When the plant stops eating, it stops eating. Like TG said, it goes through the senescent stage. And then it yeah. won't be eating and drinking as much anyway, regardless of what's in the medium and what's available to it. Now, I don't think flushing is absolutely necessary. But if you if you feel comfortable doing that, as we've always said throughout the whole lot of this World Guide series, man, you, you do what's best for you. You do what works best for you. And if you want to flush your plants, they're your fucking plants, man. Flush them if you want to. I flush when I have a problem, I will say that. I mm-hmm. mean, to wash out a medium, that, yeah, that's, yeah. it's great. But to do what the end of life flushing is always proposed to do, I'm not a big uh, believer in it. But yeah, do what you want to do. It doesn't really, I mean, probably it's cheaper because then you're not going to be dumping any more nutrients in it. Like you're saving money that way, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- so, then if you do decide you're going to flush your plants, especially if you're growing in salt, because GB, you grow in cocoa, you do you flush yours. Uh, I do on occasion. I used to do it. Mm-hmm. The last couple of grows, I haven't bothered me ears. And to be quite honest, I haven't noticed. Yeah, it hasn't been. I haven't felt it any harsher or anything at all. It hasn't tasted any way, any way different. Except for um, you too, monkey. You you also growing cocoa and use salt based nukes. Yeah, uh, I don't. I used to when I first started would do the actual you know the flush with the yucca material and all that stuff like that for the last week or two of the plant but i've stopped doing that a long time ago and so basically running cocoa for the last uh, week and a half two weeks i just run straight water right and let the plant finish what's in the pot and if it didn't finish it it's going to wash out because cocoa you're going to go ahead and, and get some runoff every time anyway though but my my flush is basically i stopped using newts and let the plant do its thing yeah so when do you guys who you gb and monkey this you first gb before you start flushing what position are you looking at for your plants to be at because it's, instead of just looking at it and be like that's ready you chop it straight away like tg would do for example you have to give it that extra little bit of time when you're growing salts and you're going to flush it you have to give it a week so when is the plant a week away from harvest I look at it when it's, I go to the trichomes for this mm-hmm. um, for when I want to know when I go to do the flush. I like it to be completely cloudy, right. 100% cloudy. I don't like any any um, clear heads in there at all. Mm-hmm. And I like it to be, I like it kind of already to be starting to turn amber, to have find it maybe about 5%. I like to harvest mine at about 15 to 20% amber. Right. I like to let it go that little bit longer mm-hmm. and then harvest um, to give me more of the couch lock kind of effect. I still haven't fucking found the right strain to give me an elbow. Um, yeah, no, that's that's how I do it, my man. Mm-hmm. What about you, Monkey? Um, I'm looking at the plant as it goes along. Okay, first of all, the calendar will click off and it says this is when the manufacturer, not manufacturer, but the breeder says this plant's going to be ready. So that's my cue. Start looking. I want the trichomes to be mostly cloudy. And at that point, I figure that's going to give me a, probably a week and a half to two more weeks before I'm going to be ready to harvest it. So I'll, I'll, I'll switch at that point. So 
look how what your breeder said what your time was and I start looking with a scope at that point when I get mostly cloudy that's when I'll switch over and then usually within two weeks there everything's going um another, another telltale for me lately is I'm starting to read the plants a little bit differently uh, you know when you start seeing the color shift mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's probably a good time to start thinking about flush you know, if you're starting to get senescence happening, even when you're still pushing nutrients into the plant, that means the plant's pretty much, it's done, time to flush. You mentioned as well about the yucca. What, what's yes. the whole yucca thing about? Uh, well, the product I use is a sledgehammer from, from Fox Farmer. I used to use it. I still got a big bottle of it over there though, but the, the, it's, it's basically an extract of a yucca root, I believe. Uh, and it, it's a surfactant. It grabs the, uh, the salts in the soil and just kind of transports and washes everything out of the soil. Mm. Um, it, it's aggressive. Um, it's very good if you ever get severe lockout in cocoa. I mean, you can do, you can do like a sledgehammer flush or as, as every company has something like this on the market. I just don't know what all the names are as, as you go in there though. But yeah, anytime you have a severe problem in cocoa, that, that flush will, I guarantee you, it'll get rid of everything but I don't use it very much anymore. Cool. It, right. It's aggressive, man, you know, and I don't mm -hmm. like, I don't like to be over aggressive with the grow these days. So let's say we're there then and you've the flowering cycle has come to an end. You've all decided that I'm chopping this plant today or tomorrow, you know, it's time. What equipment do you need to get ready before you take down the plant? Hmm. TG, what do you have to, for when, I mean, well, you fucking, you probably just keep it on your desk because you trim every other day, don't you? <laughs> You're harvesting something every other day, man. But what do you prepare when, you, when you're going to take down some of your plants? Um, usually, I, well, I want a comfortable seat, namely, because you, you sit there for fucking hours, your back's going to get sore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get your, wherever you're going to be doing it, usually a table is where people do this. So a comfortable chair and a table. You want to get everything you're going to use. Um, so gloves, so you don't get your hands all sticky. Um, usually like the nitrile gloves, um, doctors wear kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So use those. I got like three, usually three to four pairs of trimmers because who knows when one or three is going to break and I don't want to have to deal with that shit. I have my trimming trays, which are just, you know, flats, those cardboard uh, flats that you can, that soup cans or pop cans come in or whatever. I just use those. I don't use a trim bin or anything because I do a wet trim. So I don't get a lot of, droppage of trichomes to uh, take advantage of a trim bin. So mm. I have my trim trays, I have my scissors, I have my, I have to have my laptop usually or TV or something. Cause I'm going to be watching probably eight hours of star Trek or something similar, <laughs> maybe, maybe a podcast or something if I feel in the mood. So definitely have something depending on how big your harvest is. Like I say, mine, I usually do all mine in one. I try to do it all at once as, as much as I can, as fast as I can, because you know, I want everything to dry evenly and not have to fucking extend the dry to like 25 days because half of it went in two weeks too late or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Just and then in my tent, I usually use the same tent that I, I was growing in to dry. So I'll, I'll have hung a bunch of strings up in there that I'm going to be hanging my plants off of uh, the branches off of to dry. I'll have my humidifier and my ink birds all set up, ready to go tested to make sure that the environment stays in that sweet zone of 60 here, 55 to 60 humidity and about 18, 16 to 18 Celsius. And as soon as all that's good, then I'll take the plants 
and start chopping them. But prep is everything because, mm-hmm. you know, just like in cooking or just like anything, like, fuck, it's annoying to have to be like, oh, shit, I have to get this. Oh, shit, I have to get this. Oh, shit. You know, so. Yeah. That's basically my setup. Yeah. Comfortable chair and all your utilities you need and a uh, good show to watch. What's your technique, JB? Um, mine is kind of similar to TG's. You know, it's when I know it's ready to, to go, I do the same. I do a, a wet trim, so I don't need to trim too much. And the fact that I don't save, I know you're going to fucking hate this, but the fact I don't save my trim, I literally just <gasps> snap or trim off a, a stem and I hold it over the a bucket and just do it straight into the bin. Mm-hmm. And then I heard Marge gasped just now when you said you took your turn away. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did, but there is reason for my madness, Marge. Yeah. <laughs> because okay. they do, unfortunately, the old bill will class leaf and stalks and everything as smokable material. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you also I, mentioned that edibles don't really do shit for you. So what's the point? No, but then again, this hash, bro. these have been legal. Are not not even legal. These are I've been buying them off the illicit market, marriage. So they don't even kind of taste like mm. if they have weed off them. Mm-hmm. They, they they could even be just fucking like seventy five milligrams in the whole fucking packet, yeah. and they've just changed the package and t- taken them out and put it into something else. I, I'm gonna have to get proper ones from the states or from Canada, or else I'm just gonna have to make them myself. Mm-hmm. Make them yourself. I think I will make them myself. The Canadian ones are all capped at 10 milligrams anyway, so you'd have to eat like probably $300 worth or something crazy. Oh, fuck. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I do. I'm, I make sure I always have like four or five scissors with me. I have a good playlist and I just go hell for leather. And then I cut them all up and throw them into the into a drying net because I use a drying net. Mm-hmm. And then, Maj, you only got the micros on right now, so... What yeah, and do? I'm going to be uh, taking them down to to dry probably pretty soon. But I do a dry trim. So when I when I take them down, I just take off all the fan leaves mm-hmm. and then I hang them to dry. So having to have all my stuff prepared comes a little later after I'm satisfied with how much they've dried. And then I trim off the sugar leaves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I do, of course, have the jar for the weed. And then I have the jar for all the trim and stuff because I do save that to make edibles, of course. But a lot of it's pretty much the same, like having your trim tray and gloves. I do tend to wear a mask as well because I'm one of those lucky people that's allergic to cannabis. Right. Okay. right. So I have to be pretty careful with that because, uh, I mean, when I'm doing a micro grow, it's not a big deal. But when we used to have the bigger setup with the indoor grow and the bigger plants, yeah, that shit would just uh, not not agree with me at all. It was pretty bad, actually. So wow. I wear a mask, too. And you just hang it up in the tent you've grown it in? Yeah, that's what I'll do. In the summertime, I hang it up in my garage right? instead because mm. those plants do tend to be bigger than the microgrows. But yeah, it's in the fall at that point. So the temperature is a little better than it is right now, but mm. I'll just hang them in my closet. What do you say, Monkey? What do you do? Well, I'm with Marge on the dry trim side. So for me, uh, take the plant out of the tent, put it where you're somewhere comfortable because it's going to take me probably about an hour to get it ready to dry because I'm going to strip off as much of the fan leaf any 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 large sugar leaves or anything like that those will probably go too and then I'll section it up into two stalks because I'm a um, mainline grower it's going to be eight pieces and then I'll hang those from strings in a humidity controlled tent 
and away you go. But uh, dry trims means I just want the fan leaves and the bigger leaves off and just hang everything in one bunch, come back to it later when it's dry. I mean, that's been mentioned by yeah, everybody so far, the wet trim and dry trim and shit. So we'll quickly explain what that shit means. Yes. And pretty much it's when the plant gets chopped down and you hang it up, you might, before you hang it, you might trim off all the leaves. That's the sugar leaves and the fan leaves. And the sugar leaves are the tip leaves, the small leaves that are grown in the buds and the fan leaves are the bigger leaves. You know, the, the big fucking hand size leaves. And mm-hmm. the solar leaves, fan leaves, that's what they're usually called. And if you trim all that first and then hang the buds to dry, that is wet trim because you've trimmed the plant while it was wet. And there's also dry trimming, which of course means you trim the plant when it's dry. So you remove the branch or you chop the plant and you hang it upside down in in the drying room. And then you wait until it's dry before you do any trimming on it. Uh, But we'll cover that in more detail next week in uh, in the drying and curing stage. But that's something that you need to decide to do as well. At some point, you're going to have to trim the buds regardless of whether you do it wet or dry. And most people prefer to do it as they're harvesting the plant. So they'll chop a branch off, trim all the leaves off it, and then go and hang it up. Usually wet drying is the preferred method most of the time. Uh, well, as I was going to say, yeah, so when it comes to equipment, then we need to prepare a few pairs of scissors or trimmers, something that's comfortable to hold. And like TG says, you want three pairs, four pairs, not too many, but you don't only want one or two because they might break. They'll get stuck together. That can be an issue. Yeah, that's the thing. Get something you can scrape them off with, uh, Mm -hmm. like a little, like a razor blade or something, because you'll get a lot of uh, scissor hash. Yeah, which little is rewards beautiful. for the breaks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you'll need bowl it. or something to put your hash in too, because you you know I've done it before trimming and then had a little pile down there, and when you clean up, you forget about it, and oops, mm-hmm. there it goes. So, and this is yeah. another point as well. It, it, like uh, Marge, you sort of mentioned when she went, oh, you can save the tip leaf, the shit that's next to the buds. That's going to have some THC, some crystals on it. You mm-hmm. see them. You know, not necessarily on the fan leaves, but on them tip leaves, we most sugar likely leaves. got yeah, sugar leaves, yeah. tip leaves. Sugar leaves. And it, you trim that shit and you can save them leaves and use it for edibles to make some hash or a- anything like that. You know, that's still got trichomes on it. It's still got cannabinoids mm. on it. So you can still use that shit if you want to. So some growers, they'll trim off all the big leaves first. And then as they're trimming off the, the tip leaf, then that shit, will be saved saved and put aside so you can make mm-hmm. something out of it later. Exactly right. Mine go fresh frozen into the freezer for hash these days. Nice. Got to do another run. And it's very easy to make hash, everybody. There's uh, guys over at Percy's Grow Room if you need to know how to make hash. It's much easier than you think. You just need the right equipment. And you can get all the equipment from Ali Bongos and get 15% off by using our discount code, Percy's15. How about that? That was good, right? That, that was... <laughs> Very nice. Commercial Very nice. Yes, yes. I felt like that chick at the Truman Show when she's going on about that, uh, the, the, the cocoa beans, and she's like, who are you talking to? There's no way here. You know, this, you know the scene I'm on about. I mean, yes, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny. Anyway, back, back to this. Brilliant work. Thank, thank you, Bubba Hawk. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> What was he saying? Yeah, mate, you save that shit if you want to, but again, it's not necessary. Like GB says, that if you're in an illegal place, that's more shit that's going to fuck you over if they find it. So get rid of it if you need to. You know, don't, you're going to have buds anyway. So it's completely up to you. As we say, it's your grow. Do what you think is best. Uh, so what is what's next? 
would you all agree that chopping it at the base first and then taking branches off is the best way? Or would you take branches off and one by one? Monkey, what would you say was the best way to do what's your technique there? Well, because I'm like I said, I'm mainline. It's only it's going to have base basically eight just big pieces. I, mm. I leave the plant down and just chop off and hang. It's just easier that way. It's like a placeholder. Right. Um, the dry intent I have is relatively small. So hanging the plant hole in the tent's really not an option in this situation. So I'll just leave, leave it down, chop a piece, go hang it, chop a piece, go hang it. That's it. You know, we're done. Sweet. What are you saying, TG? You, you yeah. grow majority micros, don't you? No, I just promote them mostly. Cause right. like, remember I have five tents and like four by four, two by four, three by threes. So I don't show I grow, my good shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, right now there, I don't really have any big, big shit. I have a Maui sour cheese. Actually, I have one tent that's two, two weeks into flower that those are two foot plants, you know, they're, they're big. I just, I like to talk about the micros cause they're, I think they're more impressive you know relatively mm -hmm. everybody can show off their big plants but uh mm -hmm. anyway um when i top yeah i i like to partition it i'll take the plant out usually pot by pot and i'll set it on the table beside me and then i'll just clip off a branch and i'll trim it up finish it um and then move on to another branch sometimes i'll clip off all the branches and lay them in a big pile and then pick up the branches as I go and then trim them off and I'll put them in another pile and keep, you know, make my piles of trim and fan leaves and stuff. But usually I'll, you'll cut them off branch by branch. I don't cut the whole plant down and then deal with it. Right. Oh, that's how I do. I, I take the whole plant in the darkness first. I got to take the whole plant off because okay. I don't want anything coming from the roots back into that's the plant. The light very murdery, man. Very yeah. Murdery. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like out of the darkness, you know, here comes Mackie with a knife and just chop, chop, chops down. And, and then I hang it. But GB, you do uh, a little different thing. You take off while well, you trim and then you take the buds off the stems and put the I, buds in your drying. Into drying, drying that. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I take a stem by stem. I trim it down and then sometimes, you know, like you've got some massive colas. Mm -hmm. You have to break them collars down when you're drawing them in a drawing net because when it, when they're lying on their side when they're so big it's just it's just a fucking model for a mold fest. Yep. You know, so you have to have to trim down those those big fat chunky collars. Yeah, it breaks uh, your heart too, man. You lose your best colas like that. Oh, mm -hmm. don't don't remind me, monkey. It's still <laughs> a raw subject. <laughs> Oh. Mm -hmm. I mean, my preferred technique is to chop it down just before the lights come on because apparently, where at night time, the sum of the starches and the sugars in the plant that's made from photosynthesis and all that shit uh, gets stored in the roots, and then when the light comes on, that them sugars and starches are pulled back into the plant, so photosynthesis can take place efficiently and things can move around and the plant can feed itself. You know, so I like to try and chop it before the lights come on. That just seems to. I mean, that this is. Frenchy said when he harvested his plants, he'd do it like early morning and it, it as dawn was approaching. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, Swami said the same thing. Yeah. That's I think they I also, do. they were talking about as well, because they're growing outdoors, mm -hmm. that if you waited till later in the day when the sun was coming up, it, you might lose some of the terpenes. Because yeah. The yeah, this is, yeah, there's another reason. Yeah. 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 Is it, you know, you just have to find what works best for you. There's these old rumors that some people would give 24 hours of darkness or 48, sometimes even 72 hours of darkness before they harvest the plant because that 
breaks down the i don't know puts more shit into the roots or something i don't know this the science or the reasoning behind it but does anybody do that any dark period before uh before harvest i've um, i've done it but i don't do it on a regular basis i did it just to see mm-hmm. yeah i i was gonna say the same monkey i mm-hmm. i heard the bro science i've tried it out on numerous grows and to be honest i haven't personally found any difference mm-hmm. with it exactly. but I've, I've, i have people that i know years and years and trust and they have told me it makes a massive difference and they do it with every single grow and i'm like yeah you're smoking too much of your product yeah 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 that's it oh. <laughs> but you know everybody can do the th- their own thing their own way this yeah, is the glory of growing mm. But I, I just like to do it after it's normal 12 or six hour darkness before the lights come on. That's all. Just after it's nighttime, start a bit today, harvest it and hang it straight upside down. And then I'll take branches off from there mm-hmm. and trim, trim, trim. Now, I mean, some... I've done the, I've done the uh, three days darkness with no water thing just mm. to see if it helped. And maybe a little bit more resin from the no water, but you know, I, I just, I don't, I haven't gotten a lot of, benefit from doing all these quote unquote bro science tricks mm-hmm. you know just one of those things do do the right thing just do what what the plant wants you know take care of it and chop it when it's ready i don't think That's you right. have to, to jump through hoops to make anything work in a couple of very prominent seed bank breeder on instagram posting bullshit like uh talking about bro science putting fucking ice on your soil mm-hmm. oh god i tried that too it doesn't work yeah. No, thankfully the comments just tore them apart and were like, <laughs> yeah, they're people definitely know that's bullshit. So don't put ice on your plants either to simulate winter, quote unquote. Doesn't work. Yeah. Well, I mean that, and what about stem splitting? No, oh, God. Bro Jesus, Lord. Why do people do these things? Yeah. I mean, yeah. some people will drill a hole through the stem right before they harvest. Push they harvest a nail through it. That push was a nail through the, it to yeah. crack it and stress mm-hmm. the plant out. They claim it can help. I've never seen it do anything for me. Don't need to do any of these crazy things, man. Just grow the plant, and when it's ready, chop the fucking thing down. You know, too much of the Kool Aid. That's right, man. Just keep it simple. Yeah. If you commercial, sorry, monkey. I was gonna say the commercial growers I've spoken to, they always swear by pampering the plant to the end. Don't don't punish it. Pamper mm-hmm. it to the end and mm-hmm. you'll have the best product. That's what their theory is. Yeah, at least. yeah. treat it good. Give it a good life. And give it'll it pay you any time some good better shit. Better herb. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's not treat nice. so old people, you know, we help them across the streets and stuff. Why don't we do that? We don't just like fucking throw them out into the well, depends what <laughs> country you live in. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the old the uh, senior citizen here kind of get a shit end of the stick a lot of the time but that's a different conversation but yeah old people need help old plants need help don't just deprive them of fucking food and shit you know <laughs> it's just some, nice and healthy some more things we should discuss before we move on is if you are in an illegal place when you're doing this and even if you're in a legal place you still don't want anybody finding out that you harvest and fucking plant because they might steal it but this harvest time, this is going to be the stinkiest time mm-hmm. of the whole fucking grow. 
So you mm. need to have all your windows closed, you know, make sure you got your extraction running properly. You don't want anything leaking outside if you can help it. You, you want to make sure that you also don't have to leave the house for a few hours. You can't just be halfway through trimming and then go pick up the kids from school because you're going to stink. You can't take those kinds of risks. You know, no, you, you, can't, blind. you can't pop down to the shop and get yourself a pack of Rizzler. And your fingers are going to be sticky as fuck as well. So make sure that you have joints rolled beforehand. That'll make it, you know, food prep beforehand if you can do that as well. But definitely don't leave, leave the house. Make sure the dog's walked. All those kinds of things. If you have to leave the house for anything. Make sure it's all done before you take down them plants and start trimming. Because you'll stink, man. Yeah. And when you're done, go take a shower. Probably be it, it, it'll help. Yeah, I, I yeah it'll help a little bit, but you, it, yeah. still, <laughs> I, I change, I take a shower and I change clothes, and I feel like, okay, I've done everything I possibly can mm. to uh, ask what happened. Have a wash with a, a soap that is tea tree oil based, based mm. tea tree oil that that gets rid of the smell of it pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the piney smell of tea tree, though, that's also that would definitely mask the cannabis good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lenore in the dryer is a good one. And yes. the, the, if anybody does come round, like the door knocks and you have to fucking answer it, burn some toast because that will cover the smell of fucking anything for a few minutes. So if you're burning some toast, then they're less likely to smell anything other than burnt toast. Or burn some don't the door. Is that my choice? Well, I say we're burn some microwave popcorn. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's, so that's like almost the best use for it anyway. That shit's nasty. yeah. She's horrible. Isn't it? Yeah. But still, yeah, that would work, man. Something to cover the smell like that, burning something. Don't set fire to anything. Like, you know, don't do that. <laughs> no. That would work too, but... Can eat it all or something. Well, yeah, like GB said there, just don't answer the door. And this is lockdown time for a good few hours. Put on a podcast. You know, there's mm -hmm. plenty of episodes behind Hunger you can go back and listen to. If, it's, if you're planning for a Friday or a Sunday, then you can listen to the show live while you're doing your harvest. Some of you might be doing that right now as you're doing this. And be like, oh shit! I've only got one pair of scissors. Fuck! <laughs> mm. Preparation beforehand, like anything, is important, man. Make sure that everything's prepared and you're ready for this shit before you go into it. I have no um, association with the brand Fiskars, but I will tell you about my experience when I broke. Well, I didn't break the fucking spring; like wore out because I used it a lot, <laughs> and I. Fiskars on their packages has the lifetime warranty thing. And I was like, bullshit, we'll see. Emailed them a picture, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Now I have another pair of Fiskars. So no way. something to consider. Yeah, their warranty Drop is good. Drop me a good. link, man. I'll see if we can get me involved. It'd be good to have a, a sponsor who does trimming scissors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fiskars they have those... do not just trimming scissors, man. They do no, no, all types of shears and everything. They're fucking garden yeah. tool company. Oh, right. So specific we have scissors. Right, right. No, no, no. Nah, but their, their pruning shears are mint as fuck. Yeah, sweet, savage. One of the best fucking shears that you'll get around, man. For sure. Yeah, and uh, use, what uh, can help as well? Sorry, JB. I use drop forged. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're fucking ones. steampunk ones. <laughs> they're fucking. They're cool, man. They came from Kent. Another UK good idea is uh, if you when you're trimming, get some latex gloves. Wear those. Because all this THC and the trichomes and all that shit is going to stick to your fingers, going to get real sticky. But you'll be washing them off. And rather than washing them off, if you use gloves, that shit will save upon the gloves and you can put them in the freezer 
and you can get the the trichomes off when it freezes nice and easy and you can put that into a joint rather than wash it down the sink when you wash your hands you know so wear gloves if you can and that also keeps them clean which reduces the chance of contaminating it and getting some mold growth somewhere yeah it's it's a mission man and because trimming is for most growers trimming is the bit that people look forward to the least especially after the first couple of grows first few grows it's fun it's something different but eventually mm-hmm. it just becomes more of a chore than anything oh yeah don't rub your eye good call bubble <laughs> yeah i've done that before Oof. I don't know. Trimming's not so bad when you're doing a micro grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. probably going to take me like ten minutes. It, so it's yep. the same thing. Is it's not that bad if you've got small tents and if you're only trimming one or two plants at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that bad. It's only really if you've got like big four wee fours or or, or bigger. Mm-hmm. Genetics really do help too. You know, you can get mm-hmm. big buds with very little fan leaf and sugar leaf to have to deal with, and yeah. then just mm-hmm. just like basically hang them and leave them. So. Um, that's something to look at too if you're lazy. <laughs> but you, you, know, you don't have much trimming on your micro grows, TG, do you? Well, you, no, they're fucking eight inches tall, so you know you chop them <laughs> at the base and nick off the yeah, three families that it has. And if you got twenty five of those, you know, then it becomes a bit. Of yeah, I did the live stream thing, and like I said in it, if I wasn't like sitting here blabbing for two hours while trimming and doing this, I probably could have had the three plants that I took down done in like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like seriously, yeah, it was, they're easy, but again, they're just a big stick of bud. So with very few leaves. You know, I always say, you put something on that you can listen to. And like TG said earlier as well, make sure you got a comfortable chair because it's going to be a while you're stuck in this shit. Try and have an area where you can separate the tip leaf from the fan leaves. And, you know, if the missus is around to help, that's always a good thing as well. I'm fortunate yeah. enough to have a wife who enjoys the trimming. So most of that's, it gets done by her. So. That's a really good point because, you know, as growers, like you said, most growers dread this shit after they've done it a few times, but growers' friends are like, oh, yeah, man, I'll help you trim anytime. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, but you don't do want that because then people oh, yeah, know, man, touche. don't break the rules. Sorry, don't sorry, break the rules. I totally forgot. Because yeah. I'm in Canada and everybody's like, yeah, man, I'll come help you trim. And I'm like, yeah. you don't know what you're getting into, but okay. But yeah, sorry, don't take my advice if you're not in Canada. Or even if you are in Canada and you don't need help, don't help. Because then you have to give your shit away. Yeah, that's yeah, that it. Your stash at that. You know, just try and enjoy it, man. Take it as a, a few hours of chill time for you and your plants to share together as you kill them. You know? <laughs> and then we'll, I mean, that's about it for harvesting, really. Just make sure you're well prepared and you've got a nice clean space for the drying to happen. You that got does good... everything, honestly. Yeah, it to... is, man. Definitely, especially for this stage. Yeah. You know, we haven't covered, actually, for, for harvesting. For in your prep area, you'd want to make sure you have your dehumidifier. You'd want to make sure you have all, all of the equipment. Did we say that, Sorry, I don't know. No, um, in the I drying room, when... we'll talk about the no, drying room next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that's okay. important Thanks. as fuck. Too, yeah, yeah. But... That, that's what I was thinking. But no, that's for drawing down, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about uh, next week. We're going to talk about how what temperature and humidity is preferred for drying. Mm-hmm. Uh, best way to make sure you don't lose smell. Things like that. You know, just generally drying and curing. We'll cover that next week, and that will be the whole grow series done. Then that's everything covered, and people should be able to listen to these last eleven episodes. You know, after next week. And be we'll able see. to set everything up, hopefully. So Dan, do, we, do we do an episode after that on smoking it and enjoying it? Well, I think so. We should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's so many different ways that we can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
That's right, Bill. And it is, I mean, it's a long process. It would take about 16 weeks for most plants to come to the harvesting stage from the germination stage. But it's enjoyable, man. Don't rush it. Just take your time. Like, just put some time aside where you can chill for half a day and get this shit done without being disturbed and having to be stressed by anything. And it's okay. It's not so bad. It's not so bad if you can just take your time and do it. If you're rushed, it becomes stressful. Yeah, we all complain about the trim, but you got to remember at the end of the trim is a huge reward for mm -hmm. you. So we can complain all you want. We're still going to do it. Yeah, man. And that's about it for harvesting. For those who are about to harvest, we salute you. <laughs> so, Thank but, you. That's me. Oh, oh, sweet. When is your harvest, Marge? Well, probably the next day or so. Sweet. I'm thinking I might take one of mine down in the next couple of days. I've got about three weeks, I think, left on one. Maybe four micros left. My hairless angel's got to come down right away. Maybe tonight. I've still got about four weeks left until my lemon trees are done. And they're the ones that I'm eagerly anticipating the most. Man, that smells so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got Can't everything chopped and lemon seedlings trees. now. So. You say, JB? Your lemon trees must be um, around the same time as mine then, Mikey. I think so. I think we started around the same yeah. time. I've got four autos that I'm in. Two of them are like, they're ready to come down within the next week. Another one, say, two weeks. And then I've got uh, one of them, which took, and it's they're all wedding cake from, from Barney's Farm. All four of the autos wedding cake. And it's like, as I said, two of them are going to be ready in about a week, another in about two weeks. And there's one, say, about four weeks left on it. And it's massively tall. All had the same food, all in the same soil, same tent, same conditions, and the same light, all the same. But the genetic expression of this one in specific is completely different to the others it's crazy man but that happens sometimes but good fun with um the wedding cake gardens as well gone cool yeah you'll see what i mean maybe you know? yeah they're actually and they are quite tall these are only like three weeks old and i was looking at them only tonight going fucking hell these are lanky little bitches mm. compared yeah. to I've two of them in cocoa um, running on the coat can of newts. And I was doing one in the fucking organic, but I think I used the wrong thing. And it has just, it hasn't grown over like it's three inches tall. I'm going to show you, take a picture. It's already starting to flower on the top. <laughs> it's it's a fucking sham of a thing. <laughs> so what we saying, do we have any questions? Uh, I don't see any questions in the thread. There was one. Sorry, yeah, was back up there. there. Um, Chilbert had one there a while ago. Um, duh, duh. I'll find it now. Hang on. Yeah, I'm just skipping through the chat here trying to find any cues. I've seen a couple from Chilbert, but I don't think they were actual questions. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. There the was a question in there. I, I have one. Scissors, hash, or Keith for tree. Okay, yeah. But, uh... Would you vape your own resin covered in pubes from Chilbert? <laughs> they're not genuine questions, but interesting ones all the same, Chilbert. Thank you. For that. Yeah, it depends on whose pubes they are. What is going on in your head? Unpacking that question, man. Yeah, man. So if there's any questions anybody has, just drop them in the chat there with the queue. Apart from Billy Bonds, not you, Billy. Mm -hmm. you're, you're good, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> I think you know, Sparky asked what the yucca was all about. I think we got that covered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we covered that. Shanoff had one there. Around what day of flower do you expect yeah. to see the plants start? Um, and it's a, sensing, sensing? 
senescence. Senescence. It depends on the yeah. strain, obviously. You know, when it gets because some strains are going to take sixteen weeks, some strains are only going to take eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I started in cocoa, and my first plants never did go through senescence because I was overfeeding them. So that's mm. something to be aware of if you're in hydro. It's possible to not see that senescence stage if you're overfeeding the plant sometimes. It'll start drinking less though, right? It, it, it does yeah. start to drink less. That's a big one. I mentioned that in the chat. That's a big sign for me is when they like, you know, you water it and then you come back the next day to water it again. And it's like, oh shit, this is still heavy. Huh. And uh, it just, yeah, it doesn't seem to take up any water very much anymore. That's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something's going on down there because the roots die too, right? Not just the leaves. So, yeah. You mentioned that a week, a week or so ago, and I've been noticing that lately. It's like, yeah, you know what? TG is exactly right about that. Yeah. And cocoa yeah. is very obvious because you, know, you, you try to water the plant every day. Uh, and as soon as you start watering it, you're getting runoff immediately. So, okay, she's an average toast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're only joking as well, Billy. You know, put that shock face <laughs> up there, <laughs> making me feel bad. <laughs> we know what Billy's like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, okay, here we go. Let's see what we got. From a bit, a question from Billy Bonds here. Should you store your trim in the freezer straight away for hash making? Nice, Billy. Good question. Monkey, yeah. That's uh, something you've done recently. You want to take that? Well, yeah. I mean, there's, if you want live, you know, what's considered to be live hash, you know, really good stuff. Yeah, by all means, freeze your fresh trim. And wash that stuff because it's going to be the terps are going to be so much stronger and nice in that. Oh, yes. What do you say, GB? I done that and I saved up three bags of trim. And when I told you, you said, oh, no, you shouldn't have done that. You should have tried to let it dry out first. You You can go either way. I'm sure it was fucking monkey and zombie said it to me that it's you make it Mm. better the other way. You could get mold or some shit so i just fucked it all yeah. out i don't maybe know i wasn't this. listening right either i think i don't know this for sure but i think like when we talked to breeder steve he was mentioning blast freezers mm-hmm. that i think is what people use for like flash freezing mm-hmm. if you can freeze them super fast without any i don't exactly know what happens i because the cell walls in the plant you know in a, a water filled plant they're gonna yeah blow up and then when you unfreeze it, it's going to just be this shitty fucking mess. So I don't know That's exactly, no, but the fresh frozen live rosin is definitely a thing. Like we've gotten mm-hmm. at work, we've gotten frozen, yeah. fresh frozen flour to extract from before. Maybe, so, maybe yeah. it was from that then, too. I don't know. Because like a, most freezers are only like minus 18 Celsius or whatever, right? That's mm-hmm. not super cold. So it could be something like with that, but I could be totally wrong too. I don't know. Yeah, I think either way is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll remember that for the next time. Uh, yeah. a- any more questions out there? Anybody? Uh, thanks, Marge, for the update. What update was that? Well, there they actually have both sweets and fruit in the afternoons. What's that? Oh, we're just we're just talking about stuff. Oh right. right. <laughs> just the aromas in in when you're you know assessing your cannabis afterwards. But like when it's dry and shit. Yeah, like the different categories, like the fruit, fuel, earth, um, and floral. And in the Ganger, they also have the sweet as well as a category for aromas. The Ganger. Yeah, that's Very right. Exotic it's, or that's something right. Too. 
Yeah, and Kevin Jodry is obviously on the Gangier Council, so he'll have opinions about all of that as well. Cool. Yeah. So that's it's a better a better way though, honestly, because you know, myrcene doesn't just smell like mango or whatever the fuck people think it earth or whatever. It's a very mm. complex terpene, and every plant has a very complex uh, combination of these terpenes that give it the smells mm. that they're known for. So you can, just defining it by like caryophyllene dominant is like doesn't really tell you anything but gassy everybody knows those mm -hmm. sweet everybody knows that mm -hmm. and you get into Fruity. like the the fruits those are very popular these days yeah. i personally like the kind of exotic shit i guess the pisses and the, the fucking <laughs> yeah. hazy That's a taste for sure. <laughs> yeah you know you i got, got some god's unicorn piss so i'm super yeah. pumped for that <laughs> then you got the strains out there that have this, you know, chemical taste to them. You know, your chemicals right, stuff yeah. like that. That's that's totally different. I wouldn't the put diesel, that in fuel. right? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's just really weird. Yeah, beautiful. Um, mm -mm -mm. Very complex plant, man. So many flavors, so many smells. It's crazy, crazy shit. But yeah, so that's yeah. about it for the grow guides. I think, right? I think we have all we answered the questions there. Good section on harvesting. I hope everybody knows what the fuck to do from here. And of course, if you need any help, if you have any questions you'd like answered or anything made clear then head over to percyscrollroom.com sign up to the forum make a post and we'll be there to say hi and help you out and get the questions answered make sure that you get everything sorted before you shop it's always a pleasure and we're always happy to help so that's it for the grow guys let's do an after party for 10 minutes because 420 is approaching And there we go, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for following the guide so far. We're on episode 10 of the Grow Guide section now. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're learning things as we go along. And of course, as usual, if you have any questions or if you have anything you'd like to add to the next episode or the next episodes that come up in the future, then just head over to percysgrowroom.com, sign up to the forum and start a thread there. And we'll be able to answer any questions or answer any of your questions on the show if that's something you want us to do as well. But for now, of course, it's Friday, so the session is on this evening. If you want to come and join us over at youtube.com slash homegrown, which is our YouTube channel, head over there, subscribe, and you'll be able to take part in the conversation this evening, which is just the session. But other than that, we have the live show on Sunday as well. And I've, I haven't plugged it for a while. If you would like to become a patron, then head over to patreon.com slash Percy's Grow Room. And there you'll be able to take part in all of the interviews that we do. All of the interviews that we have are recorded live on our YouTube channel, most of the time for YouTube members or patrons only. So if you want to take part in them interviews as they're taking place, then become a patron for as little as $4.20 a month or £3.50. We'd really appreciate that. It helps the podcast grow. It helps the forum. It pays for certain bills we have to pay to keep the podcast and the website running. So if you could become a member and help us out that way, that would be massively appreciated. But no pressure. It's completely up to you. All you need to do is subscribe and share the show with friends to help us grow. That's the best way to support the show. But for now, we'll catch you over tonight at the session on Sunday for the live show. Or we'll see you on Monday for the cannabis news and events. See you then. Have a good weekend, everybody. Goodbye.